Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Lord, I love you today. Hallelujah, Lord, I love you today. Where would I be without you, Lord? Come on, let's keep worshiping here. The Lord is moving in this place. Let's worship here in this place. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to direct your attention this morning to the book of Acts chapter 4. And I'd like to direct your attention to verse 13. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. speaking to my spirit right now saying that some of you are cold you're cold but there is a Holy Ghost fire about to blow your way all you got to do is fan the flame hallelujah 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 just fan the flame oh Lord today we praise you God hallelujah we thank you God for victory we thank you, God, for victory. We thank you, God, for victory. Praise God. Help me today. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness, everybody say boldness, of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it but that it spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them everybody says threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in his name and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all unto them whether it be right but Peter answered 
and answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. Again, I'm addressing the spirit of intimidation. And I want to talk to you today about the answer to intimidation. The answer to intimidation. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for this is the victory that we operate in. And this is the authority of your name, Lord, that we declare. That, Lord Jesus, that the enemy cannot, cannot, Lord Jesus, bring fear to where we would quit, give up, give in, give over, or just simply be stymied. But now release your church, O Lord, unto the calling which you have called us, unto the work that you have called us today. Help us, Lord Jesus, in this hour. Let everybody say amen. amen. In Jesus' name, you're seated. You can be seated. Praise be to God. At his prime, Mike Tyson was one of the most dominant fighters in boxing history. He was intense and possessed a vicious knockout punch. His record is ominous for over 75% of his fights he won by knockout. His walk to the ring was almost as famous as his right cross. His pre-fight stare routine was often enough to weaken the resolve of the grisly heavyweight fighter. Many of his opponents went down in the first round. But Mike Tyson won because he was not only a good boxer, but he was a master of manipulation and intimidation. Tyson played the role of a bully real well. His march into the ring, they tell us, his music, and then, you know, uh, uh, Rocky's got music he marches to, and this one has music marches to. All he did was play some kind of harsh music with the clanging of chains. Clanging of chains. His gaze was intimidating. They said that he kept uh, his eye on the opponent the moment he laid contact with the, he never took his eye off of his opponent. He, uh, and so he went into the ring staring his opponent down. Intimidation. Wore black. He was intimidating, imposing his will upon people and knocking many of his opponents out very quickly because he had already won before he ever stepped into the ring. I know Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, but the one that really brought Mike Tyson down was Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield ended Mike Tyson's reign in November 9, 1996 in the 11th round. Holyfield in his own words said, the people said that Mike Tyson would kill me. Holyfield said, Tyson hit hard. But he said, the art is not how hard he hits, but to see how he reacts when I hit back hard. 
New York Times reporter Dave Anderson wrote about the fight back then, and he said it was as if Evander Holyfield were an evangelist missionary beaten up on a tribal executioner. A teacher's pet battering the school bully. A friendly sheriff gunning down some notorious gunslinger. Quite simply, Holyfield not only wasn't afraid of Tyson, he was tougher and stronger. By the end of the fight, Tyson's famous stare was gone. As he was defeated, laying knocked out in the 11th round. The intimidation was gone. The, the stare was gone. No change, music playing. Amen. He stepped over to Mr. Tyson and said, let me, uh, over to Mr. Holyfield and said, I just want to shake your hand. Amen. I want to tell you today, we are living in an hour where the spirit of intimidation is wanting to stare us down. To make us think that his bark is so powerful and his, his bark is so horrible and his fight is so horrible that he hits hard and fear hits hard and intimidation hits hard. But I want to tell you there's an answer to intimidation and that is hit back. It is hitting back. It's stepping into the ring knowing I am known the Lord's side. I am not afraid of intimidation. I want to put intimidation in its place. While we don't have boxing matches in the spirit, while we're not stepping into the physical ring to fight a physical foe, it'd be easier sometimes, wouldn't it? It'd be easier. Amen. But we're not fighting an adversary that is physical, but we are fighting an enemy that is spiritual. The enemy is counting on you and counting on me in this hour to be hesitant, to be passive, to listen to his music, to listen to his sound. While there is a pandemic of coronavirus, there is also an epidemic of fear and terror and being intimidated. We're intimidated on every front and it's moved in the spiritual realm that says you can't make it. You're not good enough. You're not able. You're not going to survive this. This is going to happen to you. You're going to have that happen to you. You can't do it. Amen. During this time, I have fought the intimidation of the enemy that has told me things like you can't pastor why are you pastoring why are you doing this you have no business doing this you have no business praying amen has anybody beside me ever heard the voice of your spiritual Mike Tyson staring you down and telling you I'm here to get you I'm here to destroy you but I say it's time that the church step into the ring knowing knowing I'm not afraid of his punch I'm not afraid of his stare I'm not afraid of his music. Consider with me the contrasting situations with the Apostle Peter. Before the upper room, it was the Apostle Peter that was cowering and intimidated by a girl in the courtyard, and he denied. Jesus was the one that he served or was his master or followed him. Matter of fact, three times he was intimidated in such a way that he denied the Lord. Oh no, I don't serve him. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who Jesus, who's Jesus? Uh, I don't know who Jesus is. Uh, amen. But the Lord had promised his disciples, uh, listen, I want you to go. Acts 1 and verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem 
Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. I know that's a scripture we read and have read quite frankly, but I want to tell you, I want to give you the end of the message here at the very beginning of the message. I want to give you the answer before we come to the conclusion of the sermon today the answer is Holy Ghost boldness is what we counteract intimidation Holy Ghost boldness being filled with the spirit amen it's not about your education it's not about how much you know it's not about how much money you have it's not about how wise you are but it's are you filled with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost made the difference the disciples did wait 120 did wait in the upper room. They waited. They didn't know what for. They didn't, they'd never seen this before. They'd never experienced this before. But what are they waiting for? They didn't know. But they were waiting, praying, and watching, and waiting for days. They waited and prayed and watched it. Amen. But in Acts 2 and 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it said upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So the man that just a few days ago was intimidated by a servant girl stands up in the, in the chapter and says, Ye men of Israel, you men of Judea, hearken to my words and listen about what I've got to tell you. This Jesus whom you've crucified. Amen. God has made both Lord and Christ. He's risen again, and he began to proclaim the Pentecostal message. What's the difference? What's the difference? What took an intimidated man, a rugged fisherman that swung at the, ear, at the head, <laughs> he swung at the head of the high priest servant and cut off his ear. He thought he was bold. He thought he was brave. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about your muscles. It's not about how long you've been in church. It's not about how much scripture you can quote. It's are you Holy Ghost filled. Amen. Because the difference it's going to make us in this hour of intimidation. If we're going to be able to step into the ring with fear. And look fear straight in the face. And say I know this is what's going on. Amen. It is tragic. It is sad. But I'm not going to be intimidated I'm not going to stop praying because the devil says what's the use amen I'm going to keep believing boldness Holy Ghost boldness is the answer to intimidation it's not how educated you are I say it again. It is not how wealthy you are. It's not how long you've been in church. 
It's about are you filled with God's spirit? Are you filled with God's spirit? Are you bold enough to try something that seems to be impossible? Are you bold enough to trust God and say, I'm going to step out by faith and do what God has for me? Amen. After a Holy Ghost infusion, boldness hit Peter and John in Acts chapter 3. And they went up together to the temple in the hour of prayer. Verse number 1, being about the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. He asked alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said these words, Look on us. Look on us. Holy Ghost boldness will take somebody that says, I don't have an answer. I don't understand. To the point where we say, look on us. I don't know the answer in my flesh, but I have been born again by the power of the Holy Ghost. And there's a power inside of me. Amen. Do we believe it or not? A power to change lives. A power to give an answer. A power to cast out devils. A power to overcome darkness. A power to have deliverance. A power to stand up. A power in the name of Jesus. It was boldness that caused him to say, look on us. Somebody say, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. We're living in an hour where the church people, the religious people, have now silver and gold, but not such as I have. We've got what we think it takes. We've got good jobs, and I thank God for good jobs. We are blessed with prosperity, but prosperity has kept uh, America off his knees. But perhaps we're living in an hour where America needs to go back to its knees. Amen. As a nation and the church world, the EA, even apostolic Pentecostal church world, must go back to their knees and say, I don't trust in swords. I don't trust in spears. I'm not trusting in chariots. I'm not trusting in the warfare of the flesh but I trust in the power of the Holy Ghost amen we need a little bit of a renewal of the Holy Ghost mentality that says such as I have give I thee I can't give what I don't have and if I haven't been to an altar of prayer if I haven't got full of the Holy Ghost if I don't have the power of the spirit living inside of me I cannot say such as I have but what happens is the spirit of intimidation comes along and says to us, you better not say anything. Better not say anything. You just might be wrong. Don't you mess up. Don't you mess up. You might just say something out of the ordinary. Don't you mess up. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about being brutal. I'm not talking about re-intimidate. There's no time for intimidation for the church to feel like we can intimidate hell. The only thing that intimidates hell is a prayed up child of God baptized in the fire of the spirit wearing the name of Jesus walking into a situation and saying I believe God's got this. I believe God's got this. Can I tell you just a couple stories that comes to my mind? My father's mentor uh, in the gifts of the Spirit was a man that was full-blood German, 
came to Germany or came from Germany as a little boy and lived in East Texas and, and he would travel around with tent revivals back in the 50s and God used him mightily in the gifts of healing and the gifts of miracles and he'd lay hands on people and God touched them. One time my dad and him were traveling and went to go pray for a person that come out of open heart surgery and they drove to a certain place and got there and went into the living room and this because you got my dad stood like like this and the the, the preacher brother Herrholzer that only stood about like that but he wore a little derby hat and he was bald-headed as I am and when he walked in he took that hat and he just threw it down the side and he sat beside the lady uh, uh, that come out of the open heart surgery and and was doing badly and and so he began to tell some kind of little crazy story and, and, and the, that woman finally said, it's me, that's me, that's my story. And so he reached over and grabbed my dad's hand by, by his hand. across. didn't even lay hands on this woman. She was in a recliner laying back. And so they grabbed hands. And all of a sudden, as they were praying, this woman comes out of the chair shouting and dancing and praising God, God healing her completely. And, and then there was a, 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 a the, the person that had directed them there was a, 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 a husband and a wife had brought them to the house. And so, so the, the husband says, uh, brother, I've got a stiff neck. And, and, and this stands out to me because that preacher just took his hand and smacked him upside the head and said, be loosed in the name of Jesus. I, I say, don't do that unless you're in the anointing of the Holy Ghost because that man's head went like this and the woman said I've got shingles on the back and he said he told another person to lay hand another woman to lay hands on her back and he laid his hand and she hit the floor and so people are coming in from the, looking in the windows in the apartment saying what in the world's going on one's dancing one's got their head going like this and the other's on the floor speaking in tongues under the power of the Holy Ghost do we still believe that kind of stuff do we still believe that our God is able do we still believe that there is a miracle working God then we need to look the intimidator in the eye and say I'm full of the Holy Ghost I have been bought by the name of Jesus and the blood of Christ I stand on good territory hallelujah I will proclaim his power somebody say amen such as I have give I thee when you come from an upper room experience, you're going to have something to share. If you stand back intimidated, it might be a good indication you need the answer. Holy Ghost boldness. Holy Ghost boldness. You mark my spirit and my words today. There's coming an hour and even is now where the church is going to need Holy Ghost boldness to stand up to the devil, not to people necessarily, but to the devil and say, not so in the name of Jesus. Not so in the name of Jesus. I'm not trying to be political, but let me be very clear. Black Lives Matter, the group, the, the group, the organization, Black Lives Matter, does not believe in the authority of the family and as a matter of fact, they call upon spirits and demons. 
They channel demons. You see, the reason sometimes you feel something in your spirit, it's not about the social issue. It's not about racism or the color of the skin. All that is perhaps even a separate issue. But what rises up in your spirit is that that does not witness with my spirit. There's something different about that. There's something different about that. Do you know that covens and witches are right now putting curses on different kinds of political uh, leaders so that they won't get elected? I want to tell you this is not a political battle we're in it is a religious battle a spiritual battle and we better be ready to stand full of the holy ghost hallelujah it's not about voting it's about pleading the blood of jesus it is about declaring a no to the darkness and it's going to take holy ghost boldness something that is beyond us something that is beyond us Such as I have. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He didn't carry him off to a corner somewhere. He didn't hide behind some kind of. Well they don't like this. So we're going to go over here. He did it right out front. In front of everybody. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And were filled with wonder and amazement at which had happened unto him so here's the picture that it happened unto him so there is a victory there is a miracle the man is up walking and leaping and praising God and here's Peter and John going to church at the hour of prayer and they brought him a new a new person that couldn't get in before walking and leaping and praising God Woo! hallelujah can you see that in your mind would you imagine bringing a visitor to the house of the Lord and all they did was stand and and all throughout the service, that's all they could do was shout and praise God and leap and worship God. But they knew who he was. They had seen him for years laying in that condition. Amen. That, my friend, is the power of Holy Ghost boldness to begin to pray without reservation. We are not the miracle workers. We are not the ones that bring the miracle, but we know the miracle worker. Amen. The miracle is up to God and not to us. It's hard to argue, argue with a miracle that's jumping up and down. It's hard to argue with a miracle that one just a fit and breathe is now breathing. I looked at the other day and looked out and my wife contacted me and said, can you come help me uh, get, the, get the power washer started? That's a, that's a question I have not gotten from my wife to my knowledge, ever before. I went and started the power washer. We were working at the church, and I said, I can't help you. I, I, I got it. He said, okay, I got this. 
And I look out and there she is, power washing the house, washing it off. Amen. I'm talking about a lady just a few weeks before that could not hardly get out of bed. Amen. It's hard to argue with a miracle. It's hard to argue with a miracle. It's hard to argue with a faithful child of God that stands true. It's hard to argue with somebody with convictions. It's hard to argue with somebody that was once a sinner, but is now born again. Once was bound by the things of this world. It's hard to argue with a deliverer. Do you know why families don't want their children to be saved? Amen. And delivered and set free because it's the conviction it brings upon them. They want them to return to their doping and their drinking and their carousing because it makes them feel comfortable. But it's the boldness of God that ought to rise up within us that says, silver and gold have I none. I don't have a psychology degree. I don't have a degree in counseling. But I know a God that will sober you up. I know a God that will set you free. Boldness is the answer. Holy Ghost boldness. Not me being bold in myself, but Holy Ghost boldness. Holy Ghost boldness. Rise up within the church, oh God. Jump into Acts 4 and 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned, uneducated, and ignorant men. Listen to their draw. Listen to their talk. They, they, can't, they can't even use Hebrew right. Listen to their words. Listen to what they're saying. But they also took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Why, they were acting like him. And then they looked and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against us. Oh, here's what we'll do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to threaten them. Don't you bring your Bible to school. Rip those Ten Commandments down. Don't you pray out loud. Don't you pray over your food. Come on, somebody. Don't, 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 you, don't you say Jesus. Don't witness to anybody. Don't tell anybody. You've got to keep your mouth closed. Don't say anything. Don't post that truth statement because somebody will retaliate. I'm not talking about some ragged, harsh, mean statement. I'm talking about a truth statement. I'm talking about a righteous statement. Don't, 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 don't you say that. Amen. It's time to look the intimidator in the eye and say, this is biblical and this is right. Amen. I believe that I would choose to say as the disciple is, whether it's right or not for us to not speak of the name, you think about that. You choose on that. You think about that. But as for us, all we can do is say what we have seen and heard. All we can talk about is, and judge is what we have seen and heard. Oh, you're unlearned. You don't have an education. Oh, you're ignorant. You don't even know. No, but I've been with Jesus. Oh, you don't have all the smarts and oh you don't have all the money no but I've been with Jesus God has a lot of ways of shutting giant uh, lion's mouth 
I said, God has a lot of ways of shutting lion's mouth. Same man I told you about that went with my dad and they prayed for those people was at one tent meeting in a place I believe is known as Carsicana, Texas, if my memory serves me right. Threw up a tent and he got on the radio, this preacher would, and began to preach about faith and healing and miracles. And so uh, people would come to the tent and they'd pray for him and God was healing and, and delivering. And, and there was a, another denomination that is anti-miracles. They say it has ceased. And so they're against that. And so they started attacking this tent me- meeting on the radio. I said, God can use a lot of ways to shut lion's mouth. Okay. They were attacking. And so what he would do is he would go and sit in the tent and he'd watch this whole preacher would and then get on the radio and run them down. Day after day after day. One lady got healed of cancer in that particular meeting and her husband was unsaved. And about the fifth service, I believe it was, after he'd been yakking and carrying things through on the, on the radio, this old unsaved husband of a woman who was healed by cancer slid in behind him, pulled out his pocket knife and stuck it to his throat and said, this is real. My wife is healed. And if you don't shut up, I will cut your throat. I said, God has a lot of ways to shut lion's mouth. He will protect his own that step out by faith. He will protect his own that step out by faith. I say it again. He will protect his own that says, such as I have, give I thee. That's tired of the devil running roughshod over people. Amen. Tired of the enemy destroying families and homes and lives. Amen. It's time to say I'm not intimidated anymore. My God is the God of vengeance. He'll take care of me. I don't have to fight. He will take care of me. They said, let's threaten them. Let's intimidate them. When you have come from a Holy Ghost experience in an upper room, all of a sudden perceptions of authority and power begin to change. They were trying to use their authority to stymie and cause the early church to quit. Just don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. We can't say anything. We can't put him in prison because this guy's bouncing over here. We, we can't say anything against it because this guy's bouncing over here. The people won't, will rise up. But don't you say any more. Don't you? Do you hear the voice of the intimidator? Don't speak that. Don't declare that. Don't pray that. You might be wrong. I believe that there is an error that says God told me until it is no longer God tells you. I believe we ought to be very cautious and careful when we say God told us. But there's also an intimidation of the devil that says, well, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. You know if it's God. If you're walking and full of the Spirit, you know that it's God. If it's God, speak it out. If it's God, declare it as such in the name of Jesus. Let's pick up the story in Acts 4, 23. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to show you how the early church responded to intimidation. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, what did they do? 
They lifted their voice to God with one accord. They lifted it. There wasn't some old little sorry, timid Herod in the bunch. If he did, he had to leave because they all with one accord began to lift their voice to God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and that in them is. God's bigger than Corona. God is bigger than the politics. God is bigger than the mess that you're living in. God is bigger. He made the heaven and the earth and all there is. But they lifted up their voice. Who in the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage? And people imagine vain things. Why do they rage? Why, do they, why are they outraged? Why are they offended? Why are they so hurt? And imagine vain things. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they might speak the word. Hallelujah. Are you hearing the answer here to intimidation? The answer was they began to glorify God. They re-reminded themselves he's in charge. He's been attacked before. He's been under attack before. He will be continued under attack. But oh God, would you remember your people? And what the church began to do is what we are going to do and what we're starting today at this very hour. I charge you to pray for boldness. Uh, with one another oh God would you embolden uh, Lord Jesus brother Patrick God would you put boldness in Seth today Lord would you put boldness in sister Jesse today it's time to quit worrying about what bad thing has happened to you and start praying for Holy Ghost boldness God Holy Ghost boldness get a hold of God's people Daniel maybe you'll be filled with Holy Ghost boldness I, I, I want to, you know me, you've been here for any time. I'm not just trying to scream because that's, that's just trying to elicit some kind of reaction. This is a passion thing with me. It's consuming my spirit because the church that rises up and moves the gates of hell is the church that operates in a Holy Ghost boldness. The answer to intimidation is a church that goes to prayer and prays that each and every one of us is filled with boldness that we may speak the word. And how does that done? Verse 30, by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. They were all 
filled. Not just Peter and John. They were all filled. Hallelujah. Oh, God filled Mandy with boldness. Holy Ghost boldness, God. Let her speak the word of God. Let Brother Bob speak boldness in the truck. Let him speak him wherever he goes. Oh, God, let Brother Jason speak Holy Ghost boldness. Not Jason boldness, but Holy Ghost boldness. Because if it's Holy Ghost boldness, it'll be right. It'll be holy. It'll be correct. Come on, somebody. Are you tired of the devil pushing you around and telling you you can't? You won't. You never will. Oh, yes, I will, Sister Katie. Holy Ghost boldness. Rising up. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, you want to stop that devil? No. Hallelujah. I would to God every person was speaking in tongues and filled with the Holy Ghost. I would that every person would be speaking in tongues and filled with the Holy Ghost. We're facing a giant that we've never faced before. How are we going to do it? With Holy Ghost boldness. Come on, lift your hands in worship. Oh, come on and lift your hands in worship. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. We're not just playing games here. We're not just going through exercise of emotionalism here. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to put this on you right now, but I really feel led in the Lord to ask you. I want you to share your testimony when COVID hit. What hit you? Come on, step right over here. And the last couple weeks of March, whenever everything went down with COVID and we went into quarantine. I was praying for my family before church service started. Dylan and I had decided to quarantine. And I was praying for my family and all of a sudden I felt these words in my spirit say, Katie, you will perish. And it was all of a sudden I felt like it just cold and clammy and I was terrified and I had I was praying I thought I was like God just told me I was going to die and it settled on me so heavily it was all I could think about I couldn't eat I couldn't I couldn't smile I couldn't laugh I just felt stalked by fear and it wasn't that I was afraid to die it was like I felt like when I close my eyes you're not going to wake up and I didn't know how to get delivered from that because I felt that it was the Lord telling me that I shared it with um, my family, and Dylan didn't really know what to say, and it was terrifying. I shared it with my mom, and she's like, you need to tell pastor about this, because I don't think that that was God. And I was like, okay. So I talked to pastor and Sister Gill, and they pray with me, and they tell me that it, was, it, was God. it wasn't God. It was the devil speaking to me. And I said, how could, how could the devil say that to me? I was praying. 
how can he speak a lie to me? And pastor told me that that's when, that's when the devil came to Jesus was after he was in the wilderness and he had been praying and praying and fasting for 40 days. And that's when the devil came up to tempt him. And it was, it was such a terrifying experience, but the liberty that I felt when I knew that that was a lie and that's not how God would speak to me. And that's came up to me multiple times and he tries to scare me with Dylan and myself and what would happen if something happened to us and I can speak that's a lie that's not how the Lord speaks to me that's not truth and we're going to be okay praise God praise God thank you sister Katie I would very much tell you she's not the only example even in this church Amen. That has dealt with a heightened awareness of evil and, and the, the intimidation of the enemy. It's time to turn around and say, shut your mouth, devil. Amen. As Jesus said, get, up, get, get behind me, Satan. Amen. You're not going to get. No, it is written. It is written. Holy Ghost boldness, rise up in MPC. Rise up within us. All intimidation and fear. I take authority in the name of Jesus. I take authority in the name of Jesus. I wish I had time to read you everything that I've been studying, but I don't have time. But I want to tell you, there are 365, as far as I can find, I've, 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 I've done some, some pretty extensive research and digging about this and, and found multiple resources to, to affirm what I'm saying. But 365 times in the Bible, the phrase fear not or be not afraid or some form is said. 365 times, what does that tell you? As a one for every day. Every day you get up. I'm going to claim, if all you had was one verse, it would be enough. But I'm going to claim a fear not statement in my life. Neither be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. You know what the writer in Proverbs says? The wicked flee when no man pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm running to the battle. David was tried. They tried to intimidate David, but he ran to Goliath. Come on and praise him today. Come on and praise him today. Somebody say, I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. David, David, get your Bible and a microphone and come stand beside me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
You can be sitting down if you want to or keep standing if you want to. Praise the Lord. I want to just tell you, the Bible wants you to know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Somebody said, I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid. Hallelujah. Find me Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Find me Exodus 14 and 13. Ooh, do you love the Lord? Brother Dylan, you got your Bible? You come and stand right here beside me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Find me Genesis 46 and 3. Genesis 46 and 3. Hallelujah. Praise God. David, do you have Exodus 14, 13? Come on, read it. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians who ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Israel is standing just freshly exodus uh, from Egypt and now Pharaoh's coming after them in a cloud and a storm and Red Sea is before them. What does, what does it say? Can you imagine? There's fear. We got our little ones here. We got our kids here. We got our possessions here. They're coming to get us. The same ones that used to beat us. The same ones that used to get a hold of us is coming to get us. What is the answer? And the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. Somebody's tired of the devil running you over. Why don't you let God do it? Quit allowing your flesh to fight back and say, oh God, I'm not afraid. But God, I need you to do what I can't do. Egypt is coming. Red Sea is in front of me. Something's got to give. Yes, sir. Come on, read the next one. Genesis 46 and 3, and he said, I am God, the God mm -hmm. of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. You see, there are times that God takes you places where it seems like that should not go be right, should not do right. But all of a sudden, we need to realize that it's God said, if you'll go, I'll be with you. If you go, I'll be with you. If you go, I'll be with you. All right, guys, give me Isaiah. I'm going to shoot you some scriptures. And Isaiah, I want you to be ready. Amen. 35 and 4, David. 41 and 13, Brother Dylan. Amen. 35 and 4, Brother David. 30, uh, 41 and 13, Brother Dylan. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got it. Read it. Say to them that are of a fearful heart. Wait, wait, wait. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, a fearful heart. Quit. Give up. Give in. Listen to that voice. What does he say? Be strong. Be strong. Fear not. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. Well, somebody needs to realize that's me today. That's you today. He is our God and he will save us. Read, Brother Dylan. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Psalm 41, 14, the very next verse continue, brother, brother Dylan, read on. Fear not, thou worm Jacob, and ye men of Israel. I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Woo, praise God. Psalm, or Isaiah 43 and 5, brother David. Brother Dylan, 44 and 2. 43 and 5, brother David, 44 and 2. Come on, we're still preaching. Thank you for helping me. 
All right, read, Brother David. Fear not, for I am with thee. I'm with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. Fear not, I am with thee. Hallelujah, 44 and 2. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which, have, uh, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. I want to tell you, there there's multiple times that you study in Scripture, you will find the number one thing against God's people moving forward was fear and intimidation. It was the number one attack that kept God's people from moving forward. And when it was God's time, he would come with this word, fear not, fear not. Everything's going to be okay. Fear not. You're going to make it. Fear not. You're going to make it. Fear not. You are victorious. Fear not. Your children's going to be all right amen yeah they're dealing with something yeah they're going fear not they're going to be all right put them in the hands of god pray for them and intercede for them yes oh but i refuse to worry and have dread stand with me everyone y'all can go down thank you musicians come fear not don't be afraid don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Well, Pastor, what if I take a bold stand and I hurt somebody's feelings? It wouldn't be a bold stand if you didn't have that potential. I said it wouldn't be a bold stand if you didn't have the potential of hurting somebody's feelings. But do it in the love and the compassion of God. We don't beat people up with truth, but it's with love. But just because there's love doesn't mean truth is not with it. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. I challenge you, go home and look it up. Look up every place that says fear not. Every place that says be not afraid. Every place where it says be strong and be of a good courage. Look it up. Look it up. Hallelujah. You're stronger than you think. Because it's not your strength. It's Holy Ghost strength. It's Holy Ghost strength. Heavenly Father, we need to pursue you, Lord, like never before. But as the children of Israel did not fear before the impending coming of the army of Egypt and the wall of water before them. Neither, Lord Jesus, did your disciples fear, Lord Jesus, the impending threats, Lord, of the Jewish council, nor those that would try to put them in prison, behead them, and kill them, and destroy them. But, oh God, they rose up with the Holy Ghost boldness. And they proclaimed your word, Lord Jesus, in signs and wonders throughout the whole book of Acts. Lord, it was not without opposition. It was not without, Lord, the enemy attacking. But, Lord, they stood upon the boldness of the Spirit. And so we do today stand on the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Fill us, God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Do what you are famous for. What you are famous Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.